0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire podcast network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me shortly is Chris Peterman. He covers the 49ers for the Sacramento Bee, and we have a NFC Championship game to talk about because, yikes. Let's go.
0: Blue wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Kittle in Denver territory. Kittle
2: is going to go. Touchdown. Close. Got him with a second back inside.
1: In yard pass. Caught by Kittle. He dives and he's in. Touchdown. 49 The NFC Championship game, the 49ers lost to the Rams 2017. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably knew that. It went like if you were to write a script for how things could go wrong when Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback. And that's not to put the onus entirely on him because the 49ers run game was not good. Their defense was was not great. But I think that was always kind of the problem with Jimmy Garoppolo. And we'll get into that other stuff. But I think that was always kind of the problem with Jimmy Garoppolo is the question was, well, what happens when the run game doesn't work? And what happens when the defense falters? And I think we saw it. On Sunday like they needed a playmaker and he didn't make plays
3: yeah completely agree like that, that was Just I mean happened. it's 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 like a poetic tragedy right like yes Jimmy Garoppolo's last throw more than likely as a 49er is him trying to scramble away from pressure a little backhanded heave to J. Michael Hasty and it gets intercepted and, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play well. He was 3-9 and nine in the fourth quarter. Obviously, the 49ers as a whole sort of imploded in that fourth quarter. But yeah. Jimmy's not – he's never been the type of quarterback that elevates the play around him and, and – or elevates, you know, the guys around him necessarily. And that was sort of the thing in 2017 you thought about because he took a team that started, what, 0-9, and mm-hmm. then they became the first team – in history to start 0 and nine and finish six and 10 in large part because Jimmy Garoppolo played really well and just played at a different level. And there was an element throughout Jimmy, Garoppolo's time with the 49ers that it's sort of, he, I, I don't know if it was the, the knee injury uh, early on in 2018 or what it was, but he just never was the same guy. He was, yeah. he was sort of the rising tide that lifted all boats at the end of 2017 And he just never really replicated that. And so I'm of firm belief that Jimmy Garoppolo, that was the last game he'll play with the 49ers, and it'll be Trey Lance starting next season. Um, But I also don't want to come out of this game thinking that we just need to bag Jimmy, like bury Jimmy Garoppolo, and that's the entire story. Because the defense was bad, right? Like if you allow 11 of 18 third down conversions – and you're on the field for 42 plays in the first half. It's going to be really difficult to hold up in the second half, and that's that was very clear. Um, you know, as the game went on, the 49ers' defense just couldn't get off the field, and it was a little bit uncharacteristic. But it was, you know, the the Rams getting the ball out of Matthew Stafford's hands pretty quickly. Cooper mm-hmm. Cup always finding openings on the field. I thought it was a very just watching it from the press box, it seemed like a very well-designed game plan offensively for the Rams in terms of you know their ability to get Cooper Cup open. And then also, you know, utilize Odell Beckham Jr.'s route running in order, and and his deep speed as a threat to to get open play. Like the you know, the Niners defense again didn't play well, but I thought it was a very well-played game by the Rams on both sides. And that being said, Jawassi Tart. Makes that play and catches that interception. If Kyle Shanahan, I mean, even before that, you could go. It, it was Kyle Shanahan mentioned it after the game. It was you know like three consecutive snaps. It was the second. I think it was a second and one or second and two. Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, I wanted right to get the, to that. Elijah Mitchell right up the middle, uh, no gain. Sets up third down. They obviously don't get it. They choose not to go for it on fourth and two. I was watching like you know Kyle. They, Kyle Shanahan brought the offense back on. And I was saying, I I said to the people sitting next to me in the press box, I was like, there's a pretty good chance here that they're not even going to snap this. And they didn't. And like, you could tell as soon as uh, George Kittle went in motion to start the play, I think, and then Elijah Mitchell went in motion. And once the second guy goes in motion, you're like, they're not snapping the ball. And like, if I can see that from my seat all the way in the press box, you know, the Rams know that they're not snapping the ball and they're not going to jump. That's an opportunity that they had. Like if you convince the Rams, you know, if you make it clear, you're not going to snap the ball, then you quick snap it. Like there's a pretty good chance you're going to get that first down. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kyle Shanahan said they were never even thinking about snapping the ball there, which to me, fourth and two, you have the lead. You get that. Um, if you get that conversion, I feel like your odds at winning the game just jump exponentially. Right. Yeah.
1: That- that felt like the, they lost when they punted because their defense was not, was not good all night. If it's not for a couple of drops, and I think it was in the second quarter, the Rams probably have the lead by, by a lot. Right. And, and to punt it in that spot, and I think that's where the whole Jimmy Garoppolo conversation goes for me, is it starts at that in that whole sequence because you said it was Elijah Mitchell for nine yards that put it at the Rams 44 and it's a second and one and in none of the next, they have three chances there on second and one to get a yard. And they never once put the ball in the hands of their quarterback. Right. And that's, you can't, that's when that's not even an option for you, that's a significant problem. And I thought Kyle Shanahan didn't have a great game really at all just period just when it came to play calling and decision making because they they didn't run the ball well all night 20 carries for 50 yards and on second and one to go unimaginative elijah mitchell run up the middle loss of one and then do the trent williams in motion thing and then run kyle useck to the opposite side
3: right right yeah
1: like what and then at the end of the game, there was not taking the time out when the Rams uh, ran a first down, and then with two and a half minutes left, they just let it run down to the two minute warning. It just it was a it was a not very good Kyle Shanahan game. I thought D'Amico Ryan's got out coached, and I don't know if D'Amico Ryan's got out coached as much as it is like the Rams have are stacked. Like it's not super easy to just cover Odell Beckham Jr. Cooper cup might be the best receiver in the league right now. <laughs> it's yeah. just, it's, they are, they are a hard team to defend, which is what made the Niners week 18 performance so impressive. And I just, I don't know, man, like they just got outplayed. It was a miracle. They were ahead 10, seven at the half.
3: Yeah. I mean, the, the way the first half went was really interesting, right? Because the Rams did run 42 plays. They basically doubled up the 49ers on time of possession yet through that game and even through the third quarter they had five possessions and four of them were empty right like Mm -hmm. they punted on their first drive their first series was three and out and then they threw the red zone interception they scored a touchdown they missed a field goal and they turned the ball over on downs and it was like you know I know you and Kevin had mentioned it like the the way you build a defense is bend and don't break right Mm -hmm. like in the modern NFL that's sort of how you have to do it and that's what the 49ers were doing through the first three quarters. And what proved I mean, it proved to be not sustainable, right? Because then right. the Rams score 13 of their 20 points in the fourth quarter, in part because the offense, I mean, the offense it, it was a it was a total team team wide meltdown, I think. Correct. It, it was I agree. it was, you know, Jakowski Tarts missed interception. It was Jimmy Ward's late hit. Or not late hit helmet to helmet hit on Odell Beckham Jr. The next play, which you know he tar- or Ward was going to tackle him low, and Beckham just was was sort of falling as he caught it. So that's that's a tough play, but like you know, I, I think you can you can probably make that tackle without going helmet to helmet in that case, and then that leads to the game tying field goal. Um, but it was to to me it was. Like, as much as it was just the Rams being better on Sunday, it was also sort of the feeling of, like, man, the Niners have played four straight road games. They had a 17-week schedule right during the regular season, right? So they, they hadn't had their bye since, what, October? Mm-hmm. And so, like, the attrition thing feels pretty real here. And you like both in a macro sense and in a micro sense from the defense in particular having to be on the field as long as it was in the first right. half. Like 49ers throughout the regular season averaged 61 defensive snaps per game. And they had 42 in the first half. Um and so it's a lot. It's a lot. And they just couldn't get off the field on third down. And a lot of it, and I, I would need to go back and look at the numbers, but I remember seeing on the broadcast a graphic that said the average yards to gain on, a, on those third downs, I think it was midway through the third quarter, was like over six yards. So the defense was doing pretty well on first and second mm-hmm. down, but it was the third and longs that were just killer, right? And it was the deep the the deep routes to, you know, the, it seemed like there were a lot of choice routes or option, option routes to Cooper Cup where he's just, you know, going where the defense isn't on the fly and adjusting post-snap. And then, you know, the chemistry that he had with Matthew Stafford would being like a big part of that, obviously mm-hmm. um, Odell Beckham Jr. Felt like he was just making a lot of different plays throughout the game. The screens were, were particularly deadly. Um, I know there were a couple of tight end screens and there was a Cooper cup tunnel screen uh, that were, that were just really big plays for the Rams. And ultimately the Rams just, had more firepower than the 49ers could deal with. And on the other side, what George Kittle said after the game, which was interesting, was that when the 49ers would utilize motion, pre-snap motion, um, the Rams would just send their linebackers, blitz their linebackers through the A&B gaps, like the entire game. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at next-gen stats as the game was going on, and it was like the Rams were pressuring or blitzing Jimmy Garoppolo on his dropbacks like 50 to 60% of his, of his dropbacks. And that's a, mm-hmm. a lot, right? Like mm-hmm. NFL teams generally blitz like 25 to 35% of the time. Mm-hmm. So they were just sending the house. And that's ultimately where Jimmy Garoppolo's deficiencies come up. It's like, you need a quarterback who can make plays. And when teams are blitzing, you'd love to have a guy. And it even it happened with Matt Stafford, the Niners blitz and Stafford had a big third and long conversion that he converted with his legs. Um, Mm -hmm. I forget exactly when everything's kind of a blur right now, but, um, but that's like the mobility thing with Jimmy Garoppolo is a real factor, right? Because when he's pressured, he's willing to make throws, but he can where an area of his game that he really struggles is his ability to, to create a platform to where he can make a throw after escaping pressure, right? If you pressure him and he has to throw on the run like it feels like all those passes are going to get intercepted or at least yeah. be interceptable. Right. Um, he, that's one thing that Kyler Murray does that Patrick Mahomes does that a lot of the mobile quarterbacks do is like, if they're pressured and they have to escape the pocket, they can go regather their throwing platform and then make plays downfield. And that's just an element that Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have in his game. Right. Um, and that came up and the 49ers offense was abysmal in its last three drives. Obviously, the Rams pressured a lot. The 49ers offensive line couldn't handle it. Um, And I didn't think, to your point, I didn't think Kyle Shanahan really had an adjustment. I thought they could have gone to George Kittle a lot more than they Mm -hmm. did. Obviously, George Kittle finished with two catches.
1: Yeah, five targets, two
3: catches. 27 yards.
1: And his first career postseason touchdown, which feels insane to me.
0: Yeah. He's winning
3: six
1: games. That's his first touchdown in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. That's kind of hard to believe.
1: For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial
0: centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select
0: devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
3: Yeah, I, I thought, you know, Brandon Ayuk could have been more of a focal point.
1: Oh don't. Um, go ahead. Jimmy Garoppolo. Went 16 of 30 for 232 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr., when Matthew Stafford targeted those two guys, was 20 of 25 for 255 yards and two touchdowns. Including 11 of 11
3: in the second half, I believe.
1: Which is ridiculous.
3: So maybe there's an element of, yeah, the 49ers defense was good, but it was probably punching above its weight. For most of the last month or so, right? Is that fair? Yeah, like- I think. So.
1: Well, it, it's it, it it comes back to, and it comes back to when you build your defense front to back, and I don't want to say they neglected the secondary, but when their pass rush isn't getting home, that was always a concern. Was can their can their corners cover? And it's it's not like it's not like it's super easy to just cover Cooper cup and Odell Beckham jr. But, but with the quick passing game and then at the end of the game, like part of what makes an Irish pass rush so effective is that it's just relentless. It's four quarters of, of defenders coming at you and they're rotating guys in and out. But when they're on the field for, was it 76 plays? 72 plays, 76 plays when you're on the field for 70 plus plays, you run out of gas. Yeah. And I think that's a little bit, what happened? They just they just weren't getting home and the Rams took advantage. And I think that's actually not a bad game plan against this defense. It spread it out and let it rip. And yeah. see who makes the play and who doesn't. And I don't want to also like Jaquaski tart dropping the interception. Like that was a big play in the game. But it's not like the Niners are gonna win if he did that. It's not like that would have sealed it.
3: Well, yeah. I mean, they had the lead at that point. If he gets it, they get the ball back around midfield. Where was, where was like he? If he would have caught it, I mean, who knows? Maybe he returns it into Rams territory, but at least if they get a field goal, it's a six point game. Sure. Right. Because after that, the Rams took the lead with two, um, two field goals.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
3: I mean, they tied it with the field goal after tart I just dropped it. No, I am with you hundred percent. I was telling, I was telling our good friend, Tracy Sandler afterwards, like, you know, who knows what happens if Jaquasi tart makes that play, but that wasn't, that's like the most memorable play from the game, probably in my opinion, or one of them, but it's not the only, like, that's not the only reason the 49ers lost.
1: You can't have the offense Garoppolo on the last two drives, one of six for negative three yards and a pick. Like that's not on Jaquas Tart man. <laughs> like it was like you right. said it was it was a play that needed that needed to be made and would have helped the 49ers for
3: sure. But if but he makes there are makes, other
1: reasons they lost.
3: So run game was a Yeah, the run game was was not good. Um, but it, it like the NFL the margins are so razor thin, right? Mm-hmm. If he makes that play and the Niners kick a field goal and then the defense holds them or gets a pick or whatever and they win you know, like they, they, they scored 13 points in Green Bay and that was like a very huge win, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so, like sometimes you don't, a lot of people are like, well, they didn't, the offense was good and they lost obviously, but like sometimes you don't need to score 35 points. You know what I mean? Like, so it does, like not every game plays out to where you need to score 35 points to win. Like the 49ers could have scored 17 and won. You know what I mean? And, yes. we ta- and we'd obviously be talking about this thing much differently than we are, but because they lost and you can say, well, the offense was good enough for the defense was good enough. or, you know, like it's it's just mm-hmm. the, the margins are very thin here. Um, so well, I don't to react to it, but like,
1: well, that was the whole thing with the 49ers is like, at, okay, wow. You know, they go in and they beat Dallas. They kind of had to hang on at the end. And what were we saying after the Packers game? How the hell did that just happen? Like, yeah. what did we just watch? And that was the whole issue is like, man, is this sustainable in the modern NFL? Can you, yeah, can you do this game in and game out three consecutive road games in the playoffs and then go on a suit? Like, can he? And the fact that it was even a question is, I think, a testament to what the 49ers did this year, right? The fact that they were in this spot given their limitations, particularly under center in 2022 is i think really admirable and they had a
3: chance to win and they had a chance to go to the super bowl (laughs) like this which is crazy absolutely and like that's why you know look like people are going to bury jimmy garoppolo people are going to talk about the fourth quarter of this game and they'll talk about the fourth quarter of the super bowl and like that's fair but also like it's pretty damn impressive that this team got here to begin with right three and five four -game game losing streak they were a quarter away from the super bowl again Like, obviously, that's disappointing. And in the context of what the expectations were going into the season, sure. But if I think if you were, I mean, if you were to say the 49ers would go to the NFC Championship game in August, you would say, yeah, it's a successful season. Totally. And it seems even more successful given all the adversity that they went through. So, yeah, I mean, you're competitive and you want to win the Super Bowl. And that's ultimately the goal. But like, given the context and what's realistic with this team, I think it was a it was a great season for them.
1: I feel much better about the 49ers future now than I did three
3: months ago. And that's the thing too. It's like you go into next season with Trey Lance, you have more salary cap flexibility. You can potentially go sign a cornerback. If you feel like you can get an upgrade there. Um, Or even if you're just, if you feel good about Ambry Thomas in year two and Emmanuel Mosey, then that's probably fine. Also, Mm -hmm. maybe go get a pass rusher or whatever you can, you can upgrade other spots on your roster that you need to. And you throw Trey Lance in there, still one of the best tight ends in the league, and George Kittle. You have Debo Samuel, who is just a complete monster. That touchdown was insane. It was insane, man. Like he's there's
1: zero reason he should have scored on that.
3: (laughs) I mean, if it really felt like on the touchdown drive to George Kittle, there was a Debo Samuel, there was a bubble screen where he dragged a line, or he ran over Troy Reader. Troy Reader, yeah. And then dragged him across the line to gain for a first down. Juwan Jennings on third down caught it like four yards short of the line to gain and then dragged three defenders over. And it mm-hmm. was like, then Kittle scores a touchdown. And you're like, all right, the, the Niners feel like they're going to win this game. Like their physicality and like, you know, Cooper Cup's a good player, but like when you get your hands on him, if you're like, Avery Thomas is tackling him and like slinging him to the ground pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And then Debo Samuels like running through linebackers. <laughs> right. Like our, our buddy, Charlie, um, at Cooperage was sexy. And he's like, man, did you really say you like Debo Samuel's the best player in the field? And I was like, it's nothing against Cooper cup. It's just like the fact that this, you can just give this dude the ball, right? Like it's mm-hmm. not Debo Samuel isn't dependent on a great quarterback in, a, in the same way that Cooper cup is dependent on Matthew Stafford. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. You can
3: give Debo the ball on bubble screens. Like you don't need a great quarterback to do that. And Debo will just go make shit happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I don't, I, Debo Samuel, still like one of the most impressive players I've covered. Just like the hit he took and getting the wind knocked out of him. He said he got the wind knocked out of him afterwards. That's what it seemed like happened. But taking that monstrous hit, like I would have, I would have, I think I would have, I've never played football at, at really any competitive level, but I would have like quit football <laughs> had, I, had I ever I taken glad- a hit like that
1: sidebar I was glad they picked up the flag that was a good hit
3: it was a perfect hit it was a shoulder was right really to the good, chest.
1: yeah it was a really good hit I was it was gonna be annoying if they flagged that but yeah I it felt like after the Kittle touchdown like oh this is where the Rams get one-dimensional and the pass rush just goes to work yeah and that didn't happen and when the Rams scored as easily as they did it was like uh-oh, <laughs> this, yeah. they need, they're going to they're gonna need to make some plays offensively, and, uh, and they didn't.
3: Yeah. I, it, if there's an area that Kyle Shanahan really needs to reevaluate this offseason for me, it's fourth down.
1: I'm fascinated to see what that looks like with a different quarterback. If Trey Lance winds up being the player they think he is, yeah. what does Kyle Shanahan's fourth down play calling look like?
3: for a team that prides itself on being so physical and being so good in the running game and having so many different ways to utilize the running game for Kyle Shanahan to be as conservative as he is on fourth down fourth and short, it's a little surprising. It's ridiculous is what it is. I mean, like it's not, it wasn't like to, in my opinion, and I, I, I totally get the case for it. It wasn't like the worst call in the world. But Kyle Shanahan so often goes on gut with those situations. Right. And he's like, Mm -hmm. well, our run game struggling. I trust our defense. Like, I did not think he was in a position to trust his defense.
1: I'm right. I'm right there with
3: you. And so, like, and that's where, and you make the point about Jimmy Garoppolo. That's where you would love to have a quarterback that like, okay, if we don't feel great about our running game, then like, let's go get two yards with our quarterback. Like let him make a play. And like I spent so much time gassing up Debo Samuel and talking about wow, like third and eight, and they run the ball to seal the game. And they get it. it's like, man, like do something creative with him, or at least use him as a decoy or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like so that that is where the momentum turned. Like you talk about the Chiefs Super Bowl and third and 15, and that being the game where you're like, wow, the 49ers are probably gonna lose. When the 49ers fail to get that. Third down conversion with Kyle Juzczyk on that weird run. And then Sean McVay, two terrible challenges, and then Burns another timeout earlier in the half. It was like, man, the Rams are doing you a huge favor here.
1: The fact they got away with that is remarkable.
3: <laughs> yeah, but that sequence where they don't get that first down, they don't go forward on fourth and two. The first snap of the Rams' next drive is the Jaquaski Tart dropped interception. And then the Jimmy Ward hit uh, on Odell. That was a sequence that swung the game, in my opinion. Yeah. And yeah. I think it was a misread by Kyle Shanahan to trust his defense in that situation because that's, you know, on fourth and two, he's like, well, trust our defense. We're, you know, field goals. Where we'll ultimately win the game. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, your defense isn't stopping anybody. And it's been on the field forever. So.
1: I Yeah, the 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 play calling leading up to the fourth down, and then the decision on fourth down were both baffling yeah. in different ways.
3: Too cute. So Kyle Shanahan has a habit of being too cute.
1: Yeah, it felt the opposite of that. Like you just, it just, they just lined up and kind of ran into the line. And that wasn't, that clearly wasn't going to work. Yeah. But like, if you're going to you, put
3: Trent Williams in motion, then like utilize him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, like the John um, Williams and Moshe Kyle you thing like it was odd. but again like let's wrap with this because it's late and I know you know we we both got to be up early and we'll talk plenty more about this game as we, we watch earlier in the week and all that but ultimately for me successful season for the Niners you yeah. know fans aren't going to want to hear that because of I mean it felt like and I I had thought the four Niners would to go in and, and win they would have been the third six seed in history to reach the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. by the way, but um, yeah, it was the limitations of Jimmy Garoppolo that ultimately defined what happened in the game on top of the defense not being able to stop anybody and had the 49ers not been three and five at one point and had that four game losing streak, then maybe they're they're a higher seed. They Mm -hmm. don't they have an easier road, you know, and they don't have to go to Dallas and Green Bay and and the road that they did Mm -hmm. and then we're talking about things differently, but I think it, it was ultimately attrition and the fact that the quarterback situation is what it is, but still to get to an NFC championship game, given all that happened, super successful season. And, and I think yep. the 49 are going to be among the betting favorites going into next year, even with Trey Lance starting for the first time.
1: I agree. It's a very, very good football team. And they just made a couple, a couple too many mistakes. That's what happens.
3: <laughs> yeah, you gotta you get you you the 49ers had you just have to play a perfect, not a perfect game, but you have to outplay your opponent when the opponent's more talented than you are. Yes. Right. Like you just can't have those types of mistakes. Like Matt Matt Stafford throws you the ball. Pick it. <laughs> Well, and
1: when when your entire winning formula is rush the passer and run the football and you do neither of those things, it's hard to win games.
3: Yep, Indeed. Well, we'll talk about it all more as, as the week goes on and I fly back to Northern California and we now have finality on the Jimmy Garoppolo situation, but um, I do want to give Jimmy Garoppolo credit and I'm not going to do it tonight, but... As the when when we record our next episode, I will have more things to say about Jimmy Garoppolo because I think Yeah, we'll do a I think he catches too much grief. A Jimmy G cap. And I know That's I've been recap. harsh on I know I I've been harsh on Jimmy for the way he plays, but he's handled everything like a pro. And ultimately I think the way he's handled it was one of the big reasons the 49ers got to this point to begin with. So
1: do you want me to do the sports talk radio thing and just argue vehemently in the opposite direction?
3: Yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Jimmy's a good <laughs> guy. Uh, we, will, we will certainly do that. I'm, I'm guessing at multiple points throughout this offseason as, as dominoes start to fall. But that's going to do it for the NFC Championship recap. We'll do a little bit of a deeper dive as this week goes on, and then we'll start turning the page of the offseason. Dang,
3: went that quick. Yeah, crazy season crazy crazy season but it feels it like so only
1: okay. yesterday we were flambéing the front office for drafting mac
3: jones <laughs> <laughs> uh, It feels like a long time ago but anyway yeah good i mean the season was gonna end tonight or in two weeks so
1: that's a man great point <laughs> <laughs> subscribe if you haven't already <laughs> uh, okay that's gonna do it for the post game pod we'll have more content for you later this week. Subscribe if you haven't. Tell your friends. That'd Write a review. Do all that a me. review. Write a yeah. review. Rate it. Bye.
2: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number 1 mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.